0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Tatami to Room, Episode 7, titled The Kumamoto Experience. Um, this is your host, Martin. Uh, let's get right into things. I uh, just wanted to welcome everyone back here. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Episode 7, um, feels like <laughs> I've been making some progress and we've come a long way. So just uh, yeah, thanks to everyone who's uh, kept up listening. Um, I wanted to start off today with the second uh, Stoic quote in the Stoic quote series. Uh, it's another one by uh, Marcus Aurelius um, that I kind of took a liking to. At this point I've uh, finished listening to the, um, the meditations. I, I really enjoyed the I really enjoyed the book, and uh, yeah, so this was just something that kind of caught my eye. Calculated honesty is a stiletto. There is nothing more degrading than the friendship of wolves. Avoid that above all. The good, honest, kindly man has it in his eyes, and you cannot mistake him. Yeah, I don't know. I think. Um, just uh, I, I, I was able to relate to that quote a little bit, and I, I, th- I do think that I agree with it in the sense that calculated honesty, calculated friendships, are <laughs> you want to stay away from those. You do not want to be the one that makes those, and you do not want to be on the receiving end of those kind of friendships as well. So in any case, let's get to the summary for today's episode, where the daily life section will have two parts. Um, the past week in teaching, and of course the main section, uh, Kumamoto City. For the current events, I will be discussing the Fujisaki Horse Festival, which I actually got a chance to witness um, this past Sunday, uh, the 17th, um, and I'll be talking about that, and I'll be closing uh, the episode um, as usual with the word and stat of the week. So without further ado, uh, let's get right into things Alright everyone, welcome back and let's get started with the daily life section of uh, episode 7 And it is getting late over here, I kind of uh, miscalculated Um, I promised myself that I would be getting to bed on time But um, I'm going to crank out this episode and uh, hopefully it's uh, not too ungodly of an hour by the time i finish so um i want to talk about just this past week in teaching first um so last week it was last week's episode was all about how i was doing introductions um and lessons that were just me doing my powerpoint that kind of continued into this week and uh my friend was telling me that that's uh, called T1 teaching where you're basically giving the lesson and you're the primary teacher and my work is supposed to be T2, which is like being an assistant teacher there. And I don't think I mind being T1, um, especially for now, but my friend was telling me uh, that I should uh, kind of watch out if if the uh, the schools that I'm at put me in these T1 roles because even if I am capable of it and I do enjoy it, that is not what I'm getting paid to do. Um, and uh, certainly T1 is a lot more tiring. So I, I'm, I'm having fun, but I think y'all might have kind of heard my voice last weekend. It was, it was ragged. It was a very long, uh, long week. And so, um, yeah, I'm only getting paid for T2 um, besides these first little introduction sessions. So I got to kind of be be on the lookout for that um and even though I did so I kept up doing my same kind of introduction powerpoint like hey what's my name all week I was still having fun (laughs) I'm basically a celebrity for the kids um I'm uh I'm cool in school you know which is kind of a first (laughs) I didn't think that 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 would uh that would happen after my school career was finished, but um, yeah, yeah. I guess uh, I guess if there's a, a time to kind of uh, become popular, it's it, it is now. So um, this week I was able to do a good amount of judo. Um, my good friend uh, Nate uh, from UW Judo is visiting or visited me, and we did some judo together. We went to my judo club or I teach elementary schoolers, uh, Kuroshio Judo Club, and we also got a practice in at the middle school where it was absolutely sweltering. It was really hot, um, but it was a really good practice. Uh, I really enjoyed training with the middle school kids, and I think on the days that I go to the middle school and I teach there, I will definitely just kind of bring my gi and, yeah, just, uh, go straight from work to practice because i think that's that's just a good and efficient idea i also wanted to give everyone a little update uh, my car ended up coming in this week uh, i bought it a few weeks ago at this point um a week or two ago and then it was like okay is it when's it arriving here getting gotta get the insurance done and there's some uh, kind of hoops i had to jump through before actually acquiring it, but it is in my hands now, um, it's the first car that, um, uh, that I own, so that is kind of bizarre to think about, that that, the first car, for my first car that I actually own is a small little blue Japanese K car, I think I said it was a Suzuki, but it's actually a Honda, if I'm not mistaken again, it's a small little Honda, um, my friend was insistent that I name it, and so its name is Bambi. I've already managed to scrape Bambi. Um, the The roads here in Ishinomote are like Mario Kart and... Uh, like it's it's not i'm trying to think of a good like mario kart map but this is uh i mean the difficulty is akin to rainbow road in (laughs) certain sections i was uh, i took a wrong turn and i ended up having to take this really narrow road um and i didn't realize that because the car is now constructed different because you know the steering wheel is on the right i have a lot more car and a lot more um <laughs> a lot more uh space i need to watch out for on the left side and i just ended up scraping it against uh, a piece of concrete um it's not too bad but uh yeah i was, I was a little disappointed i've been i hadn't uh, you know scratched uh, my parents cars that i'd been driving for a while and uh so that's a little stain on my record but no harm done uh it's i think it's all right i'm not super pressed about it and i'm I'm glad that I kind of got that first little incident out of the way but yeah let's move on to talking about um, my Kumamoto City trip that I went on with my good friend Nate uh, so first to get there we ended up taking the ferry uh, the toppy rocket off of Tanegashima to Kagoshima um, Kagoshima City Um is a little difficult. Apparently, in Japan, when someone says you have four days to do something, it includes the day that that is said. Um, I bought my or I reserved my seat, and then I was gonna go pay it. I reserved it on Sunday. It said you have four days to go and pay it. I was like, okay, I'm gonna pay it on Thursday. Um, That's what I get for you know trying to do it at the very end. Um, I mean, it was a busy week, but I when I went to the convenience store to get it paid, it was like, yeah, actually, you were supposed to pay this yesterday, so... But luckily, I was able to get another uh, reservation in, um, it was just a little uh, inconvenient, um, <laughs> to, say, to say the least. Um, after that, we got to Kagoshima, um, took the Shinkansen from Kagoshima City to Kumamoto City, um it was uh it was a fun fun little train ride albeit a little expensive so we got to uh uh kumamoto city right and uh i really liked it it was a uh, was a nice little vibe it has it has this little um river running through it what well, i wouldn't say it's a little river it's a it's a kind of a big river called the shirakawa river um so first impression was was good we got to the airbnb um, or, like, a house that, uh, Nate found, um, rested there a little bit, and actually that night there was an event with a bunch of Kumamoto jets, so Kumamoto assistant language teachers, um, that were going to go out bowling, um, and some of them were Nate's old friends, Nate used to be an ALT, um, language teacher in, uh, Amakusa, so not too far off of, uh, not too far off of Kumamoto City, um, he was also in Kumamoto Province or Prefecture. Um, so we went out uh, with his friends. It was uh, it was a fun time. I had uh, I had uh, I had some I had some good fun. I was just a little um, on Friday. So that was Saturday, and on Friday, Nate had, Nate and I had gone out uh, drinking uh, until pretty late. Uh, we went out to the pub, and uh, I was a little. <laughs> I was still feeling that a little bit. On uh, on Saturday evening, but um, in fact, <laughs> it was kind of funny because uh, I think I feel like my hearing isn't one hundred either, and like also I myself wasn't one hundred, and someone was introducing themselves in this noisy bowling alley, um, and uh, I completely didn't catch their name, and then yeah, it was it was just a a pretty embarrassing situation, but yeah, so we. We, um, I don't know if I said this, but but first with the Kumamoto Jets, we went out bowling. The bowling was fun. I sucked a lot. Like, I'm not good at bowling, but it was a good time. And then we went out, um, we went out to some, uh, bars after. One of them was this one called Jeff's World Bar. And they actually ended up reposting, uh, a picture of the group that I went with, so... That's kinda kinda cool. Got got a little feature there. And after that we went to this other bar that had it was it was this rock bar. It was it had a really cool vibe. And it actually had a, a signed C D from Nirvana. Like it was an authentic that like a certificate of authenticity. But um I don't know if Nirvana had visited and given it to them or that they bought it somewhere. I'm not, I I'm not entirely sure but um, I wouldn't be surprised if Nirvana paid them a visit, given that there was kind of like a cool little underground, well not underground, but kind of hidden um, rock bar. So on so that was Saturday, on Sunday Nate and I decided to trek up to Kumamoto Castle, Kumamoto Joe, um, and that was one of the, the, the two recommendations that people had when I asked a couple of Kumamoto City locals um who i'd known in Tanegashima, i, I said hey i'm going to komomoto city for the weekend what do you recommend and they're like hey what you got to do is you got to go to the castle and then besides that there's drinks and i was like okay so i we, we hit we hit the drinks on saturday night and then we were out at the castle it was really interesting it was really really cool Our architecture um I didn't understand as much as I, uh, as, as was written up on the, uh, on the boards and on the walls about the history and whatnot, so the titles were, they still had in English, but the rest of it was like all uh, Japanese kanji, and so Nate and I, well, shout out Nate, because he's a G at Japanese, and he was, uh, he was helping me read, um all the characters we did did like a little impromptu lesson and we're just both going around like looking up characters here and there that we're not familiar with um it was funny because um some japanese people behind us nate was saying we're saying we're um kind of discussing amongst themselves that oh these two foreigners they probably don't understand anything and maybe that was true for me but i think i think nate got a, a decent amount of it so um but yeah so as someone who's been to like uh european castles castles in hungary and just kind of eastern europe as well as some in france and england it was interesting to see the contrast of okay this is kind of what a japanese castle looks like um and i thought that it was uh it was a really cool experience and also the castles just say it's, it's it was damaged by some earthquakes at some point but it's in really cool shape and uh, there's a great panorama up top I highly recommend it for um, anyone that's visiting Kumamoto City It's also kind of hard to miss so <laughs> um, funny story we were getting some souvenir coins and you could engrave your name into into the coin so Nate and I we both get a coin we're engraving our name and so, Nate thought that um, it was, the, the engraving was going to be with, like, Japanese characters, um, katakana. Um, so he is, and, and so the way you write his name in, uh, like, with Japanese characters is more like a phonetic spelling. So he types it in the phonetic spelling, um, in English. English characters. What we didn't realize, or what he didn't realize, was that it wasn't going to switch those phonetic characters that he just typed into katakana. But it was—it was just only English characters, and so he, he ended up basically um, misspelling his name and and and, and uh, printing a, a coin that had uh, basically his his phonetic spelling there, which I thought was funny. And I, I learned from his mistake and I was able to get my my name nicely typed up. So that was just kind of interesting to do. So this is Sunday, right? We're visiting Kumamoto City. And so I was a little worried, like, okay, people say there's not much to do in Kumamoto City um, besides the drinking in the castle. But Nate and I ended up getting very lucky. We ended up catching the tail end of the Fujisaki um, Horse Festival it was perfect timing the finale was on Sunday and we just happened to like will be walking like right where the festival was taking place um, I'm going to talk about this more during the current events section but it was a really cool experience there was a bunch of horses they were, they were big horses like they weren't just a little like like pony that you can kind of trot on like there's some muscular horses um, They were pretty elaborately decorated, um, and each there's a bunch of groups. Each group had like one horse. They had different kind of robes or uh, kimonos that they were dressed up in. Um, It was kind of like a a team cheer battle. And Nate and I were standing on this uh, smaller street, and they were walking like right in front of us. At one point, we had to kind of we were ushered out of the way as one of the horses was not being cooperative and decided to uh act up a little bit um i thought that that's really cool that in japan you get to be really close to the whole festival on the matsuri whereas in america i feel like it would be cordoned off and uh, you'd be at least 100 meters from any of the action um or i don't know i went to a fourth of july parade this year but it was just uh, yeah i don't know it was a different vibe we were, we were like very close to like the festival proceedings here so but yeah I'm going to uh to talk about talk more about the Fujisaki Horse Festival um in the current event section but it was a great vibe had a lot of fun (laughs) and the uh the the horses uh were a a little scary at times all right finally in the uh part of our uh Kumamoto uh, uh city trip uh, that made it uh kind of funny and memorable was on um on Sunday evening Nate and I were getting ready to go out grab some dinner it would be the the last dinner we had to I uh, had to catch the ferry back to tanagashima early in the morning so um we'd be wrapping things up but we um Nate met this uh or started uh texting this local girl and um we asked her out to dinner and she was like sure yeah uh we can go out to dinner and so Nate and I like cool this this is great we're gonna go out uh we're gonna meet someone you know chat with them they're local um you know that'll be a, a fun time and so we end up going and I thought okay well, surely I don't know like we might get finessed or catfish or something else but now we pull up and um like what well, there's one uh one girl there that Nate was Nate was talking to, and we sit down. We have we have dinner. We have a, we have a great time. Try some of the local Kumamoto uh, Kumamoto city delicacies. Um, I think I'm not I'm not gonna say them right now because I I, I do not want to get in trouble with uh, with some of my friends who would condemn me for for eating uh, eating certain animals, but. Um in any case, it was it was a really interesting uh, really interesting food, good food. We have good conversation. Um, and so we're kind of wrapping things up, and this woman asks us if like we have any plans for like after um, we're done eating. I'm like, well, the night is still relatively early, we're like, no, okay. Um, you know what what's up? And she's like, well, my friend and I are thinking of going to this bar um do y'all want to tag along and I was like you know what this is (laughs) this is a great opportunity what a um what an interesting uh what an interesting time um and so Nate Nate and I were like cool like let's let's do it see where this leads us um we were you know it was uh, a little awkward wasn't too awkward during the dinner but it was weird because this girl Nate had been talking to and I was kind of like a little bit third wheeling a tiny bit I feel like so like, okay at least like now you know it'll, it'll, the 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 forces will be more even but we pull up to this um this bar and it's pretty expensive it's one of the like all you can drink ones um so the cover fee is expensive uh, but we're like you know what this is you know we're having a good night this will be fine and so this woman tells us to go in and wait inside our we'll, uh, um, her friend is arriving. So we're waiting inside. Five minutes later, she shows up, <laughs> not with like another female friend or even like one of her longtime friends, but some random guy that she'd like met on Tinder and had hung out with like once or twice before. And Nate and I were sitting there looking at each other like, did we just get like absolutely, absolutely played right here? And yes, yeah, so that was. That was kind of a surreal experience where we, you know, we we definitely had a, a different uh, expectation of how that um, night was gonna go, and uh, yeah, it, suffice to say that after that we just kind of we just had two two drinks and uh, and and kind of left because it it was it got awkward uh, pretty fast. I don't think the other guy. <laughs> knew that um there's gonna be the two of us there either so it was just kind of a bizarre situation um yeah but it was a memorable end to the trip so um even though our, our pockets were definitely a little lighter and the, the the alcohol that i had like two glasses of wine that were definitely not worth the amount of money that i had to pay to get into the bar but you know you you win some you lose some so it was kind of a funny story But anyway, um, let's cut to the current events section where I'll be talking a little bit more about the Fujisaki Horse Festival and uh, what what that's all about. So, yeah, see you in a bit. Alright, welcome back everyone. Let's do the current event section about the Fujisaki Horse Festival. Um, the official name of this festival um, is uh, Fujisaki Hachimangu um, or like the Autumn Great Festival in Komodo City. and It's a uh, 5 or 4 day, um, depending. I, I, I wasn't quite sure, I was looking in different places and some said 5, some said 4 day festival ending with a big Sunday parade which is really cool because you know, we were out and exploring the city on Sunday, so we kind of caught the best part of it. But this festival was started by Kato Kiyomasa. Um, he played an important role um, in the Kumamoto-jo, or Kumamoto Castle history as well. Um, <laughs> that's what I was about able to get from uh, my, my limited kanji knowledge when I was reading the, uh, reading the things that were on the, on the walls at the kind of castle museum but this guy he was kind of like a military military leader and it was a late 1500s i believe um where he was kind of in operation but basically the way this festival started was um, a bunch of samurai were returning home from campaigns in korea and so to kind of celebrate their safe return they would march to the shrine of uh Fujisaki Hachimangu uh to kind of thank the kami for the safe return the kami or the god um and yeah so the horses that were being used were originally for the Shinto priests that were kind of accompanying the ceremony um and uh yeah so it's kind of uh, more more closely tied to the military you could say after the Meiji Restoration, um, which was from about eighteen seventy two to nineteen twelve, I believe, um, more groups and decorations were added, so it wasn't just like, okay, it's just the uh, just the warriors that are returning, and uh, we're going to be kind of plain about it. But the it became a, the festival became a little bit more colorful, um, and it wasn't. I think originally there were twelve groups marching. Um, each one has one horse or had one horse I believe. But then they kind of they, they did like an NFL team expansion and uh, <laughs> they they added some they added more groups. Um what's interesting about this uh this festival is it was actually it used to be called Boshita Matsuri, um, but they changed it because Boshita kind of had uh anti-Korean connotations. Um, from my research, what I could tell was that the boshita name origin is a little unclear. What people, um, kind of speculate is that it is Korean in origin, and it could even potentially mean sex. But the full, so boshita is kind of like a, um, abbreviation of horoboshita, and it's in some, uh, some view... Um, that phrase as kind of meaning that uh, Japan destroyed Korea, and so during this festival as um, the various groups uh, march along uh, alongside their horse, uh, they're chanting something, and back in the day when it was called the um, Bushida Matsuri or Bushida Festival, they would be kind of uh, chanting uh, Boshita, Boshita as the parade went along. However, due to kind of increased political pressure and increased outside pressure, um, partly brought brought along because of things like the Osaka World Exposition in 1970, where people were became more aware that this was happening and were kind of pressuring. Um, I guess the I don't know if it was the government or the people to kind of change it and make it a little bit more um, not as anti Korean. Uh, but yeah, that kind of led to the changing of the uh, festival name um, and even the festival chant as well, which um, a little uh, preview or hint is, will, is going to be the word of the week that we'll, we'll talk about in just a moment. But yeah, this was a, uh, a really cool festival, and I, I'm glad that I was able to experience it and uh, and see it for myself. What I find really interesting about all of this is this is basically a festival or tradition that was started, like, 1580s, let's say, and it's kept going until now, and that <laughs> I think that that is, that is spectacular. So it, it that's just amazing, so, and I, I'm glad that I got to kind of be part of that kind of or not be part of it, but witness it, I guess. So, yeah, in any case, let's cut to the closing. Uh, Thank you for bearing along with me. I'll be right back. All right, we have reached the very end of episode 7. Sorry, this has been a rather long episode, but I have had a lot to talk about with the whole um, Kumamoto adventure. Uh, But let's get to the word of the week which I mentioned earlier is actually the chant that is now used um, at the Fujisaki Horse Festival um, this uh, word, the word is doukai, um, doukai. Uh, and depending on where I looked, there's kind of multiple definitions that came up um, but it kind of has a similar vibe. Uh, one of the uh, translations I found was like how about this and the other one was like what do you think um, this word I I probably heard, um, at, at least a couple thousand times yesterday as Nate and I stood next to kind of the procession, um, for like two hours and each group or most of the groups that went by us would have kind of like an MC hyping up their the group that was behind them. And, uh, a lot of the time that, I mean often they would chant something else like it wouldn't just be dokai, but a lot of the times it would be kind of like a dokai, 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 that kind of a a chant through a megaphone um going on um and it it was funny because until I did my research for um today's episode I actually didn't know I was like what are they are they chanting like ryokai which is like yes like I like got it like I agree or they like is it yokai which are like evil spirits Um, so I, I, I didn't realize that they were chanting like Dōkai. Um, yeah, hopefully my, my, my sources are, are reliable. Um, but yeah, that is your word of the week for this week, Dōkai. Your stat of the week this week is 260 kilometers an hour, which is the top speed of the Kyushu, uh, Shinkansen that I rode from, um, I rode from Kagoshima to Kumamoto and then from Kumamoto uh, all the way back down to Kagoshima. Um, yeah, they, these trains are fast. We were, like, it took one hour and that was, honestly, it was longer because we had to stop a couple, or there's a couple stops along the way, but the Shinkansen just powered through, like, straight from, you know, Kumamoto and Kagoshima aren't very close. Um, Kagoshima's like, South Kyushu, like, Kyushu being the kind of southern big island in Japan, um, and uh, Kumamoto is like middle Kyushu, I would say. So the the distance that this thing covered was was pretty fast, um, and it was a really smooth ride too. But yeah, that's your word and your stat of the week. Um, I do not want to take up more of your time, <laughs> or I want to rather I want to try wrap this episode up um, as fast as I can because um, I have to get to bed as well, but thank you all so much for listening um I really appreciate all the support uh for the podcast um just every week uh someone kind of mentions it to me um and it's uh it's really cool that you know y'all are uh, y'all are listening and y'all are liking it um like I mentioned in uh weeks past if you have any feedback any questions uh, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I, I, I love feedback, um, and I'm still a beginner at this, so, I, anything to kind of get better, but yeah, good evening, everyone, I, uh, oh, good night, I hope that you have had a great week, and I hope that you have a great week next week, um, that being said, this was episode 7 of Tatami Room, the Kumamoto Experience, this is your host, Martin, signing off, peace and love we right